It's the Duffin' Up Podcast. We have on a very, very special guest for you this weekend. We have Ellie Carlson, TikTok's favorite caddy, by the way, because boy, every single one of my the videos that I watch, she is just going fantastic, whether it was at Harbortown or now at TPC Sawgrass. And not only that, but she's also working with the PGA Tour and we share a love of Harbortown as well. So Ellie Carlson, welcome on to the podcast. We're so excited to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. First question. I want to hear so far, just at TPC Sawgrass, what is the most amount of balls that you have seen one single person hit in the water on 17? I, I don't really let them hit more than three. Um, I love that. I love that. Like wrap it up. Let's go. Come on. (laughs) I mean, it's all about the experience. So yeah, like if you want to tee up a couple more, go for it. But I'm not going to give you seven tries. (laughs) There will be no Ben on on this on this platform here. We we get three, and then if not, we're putting the night. We'll put it in the bunker right there. We'll put it somewhere on the green, and Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) I love that. That's great. So. Obviously, being a caddy at both TPC Sawgrass at Harbortown, mm-hmm. two amazing PGA Tour courses. Uh, Brian knows that I definitely have a favorite out of both of those two, and that's okay. Brennan is the biggest fan of Harbortown and, and just Hilton Head in general. And it's, it's awesome, I you, but I think... I think it's uh, gone sour on me. The amount oh, of Brennan no. talk. Yeah, you can see. You see this, Brian? You see this? This is my one true love. You have Midori. I have the lighthouse from Harbor Town. Oh man, yeah. he's a true fan. <laughs> do you but wear that on your feet? I don't even have one of those. I need one of those. Oh, just steal Matt Fitzpatrick's. I mean, <laughs> no, he may keep that one under lock and key after winning. But... Yeah, that one's special. Oh man, but no, those. Um, but obviously, you've been able to to work and caddy at two amazing PGA Tour courses. Um, where do you see really the difference kind of between both of them after, you know, being out there playing both of them, walking both of them, what are some of the biggest differences between the two courses? Um, are you talking about like more like golf course wise or the people that play it? I mean, we can go both ways with this because I'd love to hear first off the people that are paying $900 or $800 or whatever it is to play sawgrass. Meanwhile, sure. with the resident discount, we got Hill, we get Harbor Town for like 175, which is unbelievable. But still, people pay an arm and a leg to play both places. They so do. definitely just want to hear on that side. Um, what is what are what are some of the big key differences, both golf course wise as well as people who are playing it wise? Okay. Yeah. So golf course wise, obviously both are um Pete Dye design courses. Um, very, very, very well known. And the greens are very well known across the US where he builds his courses. So um, the greens are gonna be very similar, very grainy, but also decently easy to read. I've um, I've noticed that they're not too bad to read as a caddy. And um, just the biggest difference, first of all, is definitely gonna be the fairways. Uh, Harbor Town is way, way, way narrower, like big difference. Um, Sawgrass is a little bit more open, a um, little bit more undulated. It's not straightforward. Everything at Harbortown feels like it's straightforward. Um, and the greens at Harbortown are, are very, very, very small. Um, sawgrass is definitely going to be bigger greens. People don't believe me when I say like Harbortown, like have 
probably the smallest greens that I've ever seen on like a, a legitimate resort style PGA style. Like they are so small. And like the fact that the tour guys absolutely ripped that place to shreds is, is unbelievable. And it just shows you how freaking good they yeah. are. Yeah. And that, people, especially on TV, I don't think the 18 on at Harbor town is very, they don't understand what it looks like until you see it in person and you've realized that that's the biggest fairway on the tour, but also probably the one of the smallest greens to hit on, on the tour. And so that, that hole is just like opposite ends of the spectrum for both the greens and the fairway. And it is very, very, very intimidating. And you won't know that until you play it. Boy, I wish I could say that I've hit that. I hit that 18th fairway, the biggest fairway on PGA, on the PGA tour. I wish I could say that I've hit that. Like uh-huh. every, every but... now, Brent. The oh. amount of I'm a lefty, so the amount of slices that have just gone oh, into man. into Calibo. I'm not even gonna ask where you where your approach shots of the green went. Oh Jeez. God. <laughs> we always we have a friend who's there. His name is Chuck, and he was a he was always our he was always our four caddy, and he was awesome. And he Young would guy just or old guy. Old guy. Old guy. Yep. yep. You know Chuck? Oh, he's yeah, the I know best. Chuck. Oh, he's the best. So like he would just he he would just like on the 18th hole he would just be like all right Brendan like your slice is gonna work but just not too much like literally aim for the houses yeah. and then one time I pulled it into the house and he's like all right no shattered windows we're good we're just gonna go we're gonna pick it up we're gonna put it we're gonna put it back we'll be fine and I was like yep. okay we're good here we're you good you play the miss you play the miss yeah. oh you always play the miss on that because if I if you slice it too much, I mean, it Calabogie, it, it's gone. Yeah. It's, it's there. Yeah, but, but then uh, you have 17 at Sawgrass. You're not playing that miss. It's, <laughs> it's going to go in the water regardless. <laughs> like, you have no hope. Like, if, that if is I true. I, on number one, I automatically know if you're going to hit it on 17 or not. Really? Oh, it's easy. Oh, that's amazing. Love that. Yeah, so when, you, when, you're, when you're out there or, or even just like, how quick is it? How quick do you usually uh, pick up how to caddy someone while they're out there? Like someone you never met, but like, I'm sure you could tell within the first hole or two being like, okay, this is how I'm going to, this is how yeah. I'm going to caddy you. Cause you're going to caddy Brennan slice. You're going to tell him to aim this way as opposed to this way the entire time. Right. So it depends of course on the person. Um, but the, the first two holes is kind of just a feel of the group and the golfer, in general and like how much knowledge they know. Um, I like to look at their bag and see what's in their bag. That's kind of cheating and like, um, but I do because it, it'll, it'll tell you. Um, but once you kind of like, you don't get to know the golfer for their misses until probably later on in the front nine. So if I'm like, Oh, this guy slices every single shot, I'm going to realize that right around four or five. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, go ahead and play that miss. But um, I think the biggest part is trying to figure out how much they actually know about the game, how much they actually play, because it's very, very common that you're like, get a guy that's played once in the last five years and he wants to play sawgrass and you're like, okay, it's a great, <laughs> great place to pick like. it back up, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there was one day at Harbor town. Um, I got these two people, these two guys, it was like a father, son, the son was probably 20 and but they were from a different country. I'm not really sure. They didn't speak a ton of English. And on the first tee, I always ask, do you guys want to play the blues or the whites? And just like, that's a very straightforward question. Every golfer in the world knows exactly what I'm talking about. And I said, do you want to play the blues or the whites? And he goes, 
I want to play the first hole. <laughs> like he was so lost. And I was like, oh my God, I'm literally going to make these guys tee up from the reds. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not ashamed of it because they've never touched a golf ball in their entire life. Wow. God, that's such a waste of money though. But they do it for the experience. And they're like, when you Google and you go to like Hilton Head, it's like, what do I do in Hilton Head? First thing that pops up is play Harbortown and people with money, they're like, oh, let's do it. Yeah. Quick four, quick 400 bucks out of here. Who who cares? That's, that's chump change for them. I've, we've seen all those beautiful, we've seen all those beautiful houses down there. So Lord knows <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't, live, I didn't live in one of those. I lived in a nice, nice little small house, but it's okay. But yeah, you uh, have a variety of like good golfers, very experienced golfers, terrible golfers, and also people that have never touched a club. So it's all over the place. That's it. That's crazy. Now, definitely um, want to know what are, because going back to the bag. So you, you sometimes you'll look into their bags. What is a dead giveaway that they're a good golfer versus not a good golfer? Uh, iron head covers. Easily. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Aaron Rye would disagree, but. I agree with you. No, he's the worst. Everyone was talking about how slow Patrick Cantlay was Mm -hmm. at the the Heritage. He he and Aaron Rye were together. I've it took twenty minutes for a shot. Like it was horrendous watching them together in the third round. It was awful. That's yeah. But uh, but iron head covers is cool. I like that. I like that a lot. That's the one, or which would you would think would be the opposite, but not having head covers for your driver in your woods. And it's like it's a no fine head. line. Too many head covers or no head covers at all. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's all over the place. And like if they're clean, I don't really care if they're clean or not, but you can they can just tell a difference. Like if they're garage clubs and they you got them from your uncle back in the 90s, it you can tell. <laughs> I feel so like I rental know. clubs is a is a hit or miss because I mean it's gonna be like yeah. it's gonna be yeah, people's first time out or someone who just didn't bring their clubs and they're absolutely sticked out there. True. That's a good point. I didn't think about that, but yeah, that's definitely, you're like, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. If you don't have the room for your clubs, but you have room for the iron covers, do you put the iron covers on the rental clubs? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's funny. But anyway. Uh, uh, why do you, why do you get, Ellie? Yeah, Ellie, I just want to say hello. Sorry for being late guys. Uh, um, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks for having me uh you no know because i was the i was the late one you're and, welcome uh, so, you're so welcome technically, you're welcome technically, <laughs> um love to talk about iron color covers and jumping right into that sawgrass uh hilton head brennan bust me in his glory talking about hilton head um, it's, oh it's i've been non-stop don't worry uh, oh good and, and oh, good. it will be non-stop head co- Brian, it was like the worst podcast to come on man this is gonna be non-stop. all-time all-time record he showed his head cover like in the first five minutes it was pretty quick <laughs> five minutes prepared seconds 30 seconds, Bry guy. 30 seconds. Oh, geez. Did he talk about his house and everything? He's he's living down there and all that. It's, it's coming. Oh, not yet. Oh, it's coming. Okay. Okay. Um, well, what yeah. Let's, uh, do, go, why do you, go, why do you think? Ask your question, Tim. No, no, no. I was asking. I was going to ask about the iron covers. Why is it that new players wear iron covers? Is it like something like the the golf club dealer is like, oh, I see this guy coming. I'm just going to sell him everything and say that he needs iron covers or like, where does the iron covers come from? I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe it's you get something that was pretty expensive and you want to take care of it. And it's like an option and you don't know that you don't really need it. 
okay so it's like the the dealers like you buy a new house you're like i want to take care of my house so i'm going to sell this guy bolcano insurance or something and i live in like you know what i mean like and I was nowhere new. you live in new hampshire yeah. <laughs> like i just bought something really expensive i'm going to take care of it sure it's it's like the 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 bumper bumper guards that pe people put on their cars or like yeah, things like i was trying to think of an equivalent something like that yeah i mean it's it's definitely like warranties or, or things like our that's all, all sales it's purely sales or but iron covers i feel like are on the on the wall like that you're going down you got your divot tools you got your just like head even head covers too everybody has like the same generic head covers like red Sox logo or or someone's logo there um and uh, I feel like they see iron head covers and they think it has a place in this game <laughs> and then they are sorely, they never use them again. once they get one person chirps them, yeah. but, <laughs> but that's Ellie, what, what is, uh, what is in your, um, in your opinion, I mean, going by my two minutes of knowing you and you've played or you've walked Sawgrass a lot. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the course from top to bottom and everything like that. What's your favorite hole on that golf course? Not not including seventeen. I don't even know if that's your favorite. But what's your favorite hole? No, too many balls in the water. Um, yeah, twelve. Twelve. Twelve is it's a short par four. It's drivable. It's a little dogleg to the left. Um, Rory. Yes. Um, drove the green, put it really close. Gave a good look at um, Eagle. I'm, I don't know if he made it. I don't remember. But like, if you're gonna watch the tournament, that's the place to watch. If you're not gonna be on seventeen. Cause you just, I love trying to see those guys try to drive that green, um, playing it. I've never had a guy that's been good enough to even go for it. Um, okay. but it's still, I just, I just really like that hole. So, and I like 13 as well. Um, it's the, the par three over the water. Um, fun fact, I actually, my first day caddying ever, I'm carrying this guy's bag and I'm like in training, quote unquote training. And he's like a pretty decent golfer. He probably shot like 95. And um, I told him it was 157. And I told him, I was like, it's into the wind, hit it 165. And he hits it up there and he makes a hole in one. Wow. And the first day catting ever at Sawgrass, the dude made a hole in one on 13. And I was just like on cloud nine. I'd never had one myself. I've never seen one. And the guy that I was caring for made a hole in one. Wait, so this is your first time caddying ever, not just at the no, course? At Sawgrass. I was at Harbor oh, Town for four years, and then I went to Sawgrass when I moved, I see. and that was my first day at Sawgrass. So all the other caddies were pissed. They were like, Ellie got a hole in one today, and she just showed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's great that the caddy lingo is like, you got a hole in one, not the guy you were caddying. For. No, it's like, I got a hole in one. It's like, it goes on our caddy resume is what I like to say. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, congrats, congrats on your hole in one, then. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shoot. I mean, you were the brains behind the the whole hole in one there. So yeah, I know, right? Like the video is awesome. I if you I made a really good video on it on Instagram and TikTok, but um the guy like he gave me a high five and was like, that was all my caddy. And so he's pretty <laughs> nice about it. Hey, if you didn't help him, he would have hit his 157 club and yep. it would have ended very short. So, you know, <laughs> always listen to your caddies, people. Always listen yeah. to they know what they're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> well, it's it's funny. I just just thinking about that. Uh, Tim and I had a opposite experience when we were in Ireland, and the only reason why it was the opposite experience was because they were measured in meters versus yards. Oh, so, 
So like just obviously that subtle difference where uh, they were like, it's 150 downhill. And like I asked for a club and he, his eyes shot up. He's like, really? He goes, okay. Like not like knowing like he, uh, that's because that's what I would hit 150 in yards. And so I just absolutely flew the green and it yeah. just totally. How long blew. did it take for you to realize that it was backwards? Uh, <laughs> a really long time, honestly. Really? Like, sadly, yeah. No. Like, yeah. Well, like it was also like uh, right on the on the ocean, so it was like windy and and it was kind of just different. We just we just got off the plane, so it was like first day, uh, like golf Give round. us a hole, Brian. Give us a hole. Give us a hole. Give you a hole. Yep. What hole number were you like? Damn, this is meters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, did, would, you, would you say it was like seventh hole? <laughs> it was. It was out there. Like it's we gonna be, just... it's gotta be Patty's fault. Like they, if they know that well, some Americans are coming in, like if I have people that are from a different country, I always ask. So it's it's true, but it, these kids uh, just granted. It was actually we got probably like the skeleton crew, if not just the the course owner's son, because it was. It was that same day as their um, Gaelic football like championship, so like their Super Bowl, and so it was very scarce out there. And we got paired with these like they're like thirteen year olds, <laughs> thirteen year old caddies. So it was, uh, I think they just threw a bib on them, drew the 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 short stick, and was what was that on the course with the three Americans while everyone else was watching their Super Bowl? That's so, hilarious. Yeah. So, but it it's, it's too funny. But back back to you and. And so you also played college golf as well? I did, yes. So I played one year of JUCO in California. And after one year there, I got transferred. I went to Carson Newman, which is a small D2 Christian school in East Tennessee. I was there for the rest of my three years graduated. And then I was the graduate assistant for a year and a half. That's cool. That's cool. Nice course playing on. Um, yeah, they had a couple of good courses out there. Um, it def definitely has like four seasons, so it is going to be cold in the spring, but I came from Colorado, so I was kind of used to that. Um, we did get to travel a lot for different tournaments, which was awesome. We got to go down to Hilton Head and play Robert Trent Jones. That was one of my favorites. Tenth hole at Robert Trent Jones. Can't, can't beat it with little Cocos no, on the beach right there. Oh, amazing. Really? Absolutely amazing. It's Love a good it. one. Now, now, Ellie, I'm curious. Uh, I've never really talk to anyone who's, who's played college golf what's the what's the day-to-day -day life of a college golfer you know like how do you balance school and when do you practice when do, and you got to go on trips on the weekend to go play tournaments you know what does a, a life of a college golfer look like yeah that's a really good question I think a lot of people have the same I like question because golf is so much different than any other sport especially in the college sports world um but you don't have a set practice at least we didn't it was go and practice when you can because all of our schedules were different and our one coach couldn't be at our practice with everybody there because what people were at different classes and all that good stuff. So, and golf is such an individual sport, as you know. So what you put in it is what you're going to get out of it. And if you decide not to practice that day, you don't practice and you're not going to qualify. You're not going to make the team. Like that's on you. Um, at least that was the D2 level for me. So it was go to class, go practice when you can, get the workout in. Um, and then tournaments are practice around Sunday, play Monday, Tuesday. So you're missing two days of college um, traveling. So we travel Saturday and then we travel back Tuesday night. And at D2 level, you are in a van driving up to like eight or nine hours. 
So it is a grind and it's um, not glamorous whatsoever, but um, you do it for the love of the game, of course. So that was pretty much what my college experience was. And it's the same for coaching as well, but I was driving the van. <laughs> you were driving. <laughs> yeah, I drove the van. <laughs> oh, awesome. oh man, that, that must be a little bit. Cause I don't know when at, for Nova, like we couldn't, uh, our coaches drove the van and then, uh, but uh, I did a different sport. So it wasn't even golf, but like our coaches drove the van once in a while. And then like, they would make us drive the van too, if they got tired. And I was like, Oh, really? God, yeah. This, this is terrible. But I can, I completely understand where you're coming from. <laughs> I'm going to keep backtracking uh, on your life. But how did you get into golf? <laughs> I know um, we started, like we literally started. We the yeah. opposite where of were you born? How was your birth? Like, yeah. How amazing is TBC Sawgrass? Oh, by the way, like, you know, you were four at one time. How did you start playing golf? Then? Like, yeah, right? the Benjamin, the Benjamin Button. Of Benjamin Button. Yeah, we uh, Benjamin Button this podcast real hard. But that's, I love yeah. it. I'm all for it. Did you do that in TikTok too? Like, start with the good stuff and then go backwards. Yeah, <laughs> but just to get people's attention. Um, no. Uh, so I was a gymnast, um, like lifelong gymnast. I traveled competitively. That was going to be my life. I was going to do that in college. I did that since. I was two or three. Um, I had a couple of big injuries when I was like 12. So I quit around that time. And I was like, what the heck am I going to do with my life? I, this was my life and I don't have any other background in any other sports. You know, everybody else grew up trying everything else. And I literally only did one thing. So I'm 12 and my dad was like, let's try everything. So I did volleyball, I did softball, I did track, um, we had a course down the road. The dad was like, you can go get some lessons if you want to. Um, so I kind of got a couple lessons and the coach I had, he was like, you have a pretty good swing, naturally, naturally flexible and good balance and really like, you know, strong. Um, if you really want to work on it, I feel like you could be prepared to play for a high school. Like, um, if you wanted to try out for the high school team, I was 15 when I first started hitting golf balls. So I was, I was pretty late to the game. Um, and I kind of got some lessons. I was like, yeah, I'll go out for the high school team in the spring. And so I got some lessons, never played a round of golf ever in my life, went out for the golf team. And I like made it quote unquote made it because my, I, I think everybody made it in, in Colorado. <laughs> um, but we didn't actually play around a golf until our first tournament. And that was my first round of golf ever. And I was 15. Wow. I mean, that's a great story though. That's, that's incredible. That's, that's unbelievable. I love that story. That's yeah. Crazy. Like my coach likes to tell the story or my dad likes to tell the story, but he's not here. So I'll tell it. So, but my first round of golf ever, um, we're on the first tee and my coach comes up to me and he hands me a range finder and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and he's like, you use it to shoot the pin. Like you don't know how far to hit it. And I'm like, okay, but that number means nothing to me. Like, I don't know how far I hit my seven. Um, good point. And you know, I've, I've really never played around at all either. So I go and I start on a par three and um, I hit the shot and I hit it the green and I looked at my coach and I was like, so what do I do now? Like, <laughs> I was so, so lost. I, but I think I actually- At the finished. range, you don't leave the tee box at the range. No, that's exactly right. Like I mean, at a very low surface level, like mind, that's yeah. what that was. You're like, do I have any other balls? Where's my basket of balls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> another one. <laughs> no more than three off the tee. <laughs> <laughs> you only three. 
<laughs> no more than three. Yeah. Three is the max we get, people. That's that's yeah. the max. But I mean, we all we all kick ourselves saying, "I wish I started golf earlier." But sure. we're we actually aren't like as skilled as, as you are. So you must must be kicking yourself. Be like, maybe if, even if at the age of fourteen, you're like, "I wish I I played earlier." Because yeah. We, we all got way to bring up way to bring up bad memories brian way to, way to make way to make everyone sad no no i'm just deflecting because i'm i'm kicking myself <laughs> so oh dude i'm i'm kicking myself i chose freaking hockey over or, or whatever i chose over golf i'm mad at myself to this day i could have been tiger woods out there no i couldn't but you know you always say that. listen everybody else like everybody says that everybody says i wish i would have started earlier or i wish i got my kids into it earlier i feel like that's such a big thought process but that's why I love the game of golf. And that's why everybody else does too, is you can play it for the rest of your life. So I always say, it doesn't matter when you get into it, you can still be a really good player. If you keep practicing, like there's guys out there that are older and they're shooting their age and like, who knows when they started, probably not at four. So I don't think that it was a huge factor. No, that's, I mean, love that's that. great. And yeah, you love hearing, uh, you know, you, you do love hearing the stories about people who are who take up golf at a later age and, and are able to make it pro and I know a couple I, I don't know if there's any like prominent women on the LPGA tour right now that did that but there's a bunch you know there's a bunch throughout history too so it's all it's always really cool to hear like stories of like people getting it and like I don't even think 14's that late like my dad didn't start playing yeah. golf until he was 30 and I mean he's not good but like you know like it's it's one of those things where people just start at different times yeah and I think um, the biggest thing that I've heard, especially recently is people, and this is like literally a, a thing is what they've been calling it. They're like COVID golfers and yeah, right. started playing during COVID and because they had nothing else to do. And I, I love that term just because like, I mean, people will go out and play and that's how they learned, but that's how they started. So now we have this influx of people that have now been playing for two years, two and a half, three years, and now they're still into it and they still want to learn, but they started in 2020 which i think is really cool yeah it's so I, true like I said it's so true that. like i right i've like you know five to ten ten buddies that you know either i work with or whatever and they've all joined and they're all you know starting out and this is like their second third whatever they're obsessed with golf they're obsessed with golf and the they think i'm a good golfer because of my prerequisite prerequisite that i played golf before covid and what they don't know is that i'm not good at golf but they think that i am a pro they've never played with me before because just because i played golf before that but it is great to see the covid golfers and because they you get to see like the someone who's like yeah let me pick up a golf club and then you get to see all of a sudden like after one round of golf that bug they're like i can't wait to get back out there and you're like oh this is this is cool you know you get to see it like even in adults you know it -hmm. is really cool yeah i I agree yeah one thing i definitely want to ask um Ellie is obviously like after, you know, one thing we usually do talk about is just golf accessibility. And I think it kind of segues great into this because, you know, obviously coming from two courses, very beautiful courses, expensive courses, Mm kind of cream of the crop. And then I know, especially like we are from New England, accessibility is a little difficult on our side because it's kind of similar where it's either like beautiful private country club or dog track muni i'm not sure if it was the same way in colorado but it's Mm -hmm. it's really interesting to see that i think the south does it better because they do have kind of those public resort courses but they're a little bit more expensive but how how do you think the game of golf can 
become more accessible to a lot of these newer golfers and, and these, you know, like what you said with co people who brought it up for COVID or people who are just learning the game. Now, how does the golfing industry and the golfing world make this sport more accessible when back in the day, it was kind of meant to be not accessible. Sure. Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I think at a very basic level, um, going to the local range, I don't care if it's a Muni, but if you're never, you know, picked up a club in your life and you want to go hit balls, go and pay $8 for a bucket of balls, go and figure it out, borrow a friend's clubs, borrow your dad's clubs. I don't care. Like go and hit three shots with each club and leave. And that, that at a very basic level is a great way to start and go do that once a week. And then it becomes two times a week. And then it becomes two bucket of balls. And the more you practice, the more you get into it. Um, And then you can go into more like the muni courses that are close. And I think um, communities are making it more accessible for people to go and play 18 holes. And they added a nine hole rate. They have an afternoon rate that you can go out past three and it's half price. Like that's definitely a thing that will get people that don't usually play golf into going to play golf and the junior rates and like that kind of stuff too. Right. I think that's great. I think that's great. I think, you know, we're, we're definitely advocates of, of everything on that side because we, Mm -hmm. we aren't, you know, I grew up playing a local smaller, less, you know, nine hole country club. And I know Brian and Tim did the same with, with Lincoln. And so it's, it's, it's very similar where it's just like, it's a country club, but it wasn't really a country club. It was like a golf club with a bar attached to it that charged fees. <laughs> um, but, you know, just being able to, to kind of build up that side. And it's, it's something I think is really, really important, especially with so many eyes on the game of golf through either the new PGA tours contracts through full swing, which I definitely want to talk about through all these different new mediums and especially the women's game growing insane mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just feel like it, it's so important to, to kind of continue this big bump that it got over the past three years and continue it to grow. Yeah, no, I think it's great. And I think that, I mean, I live in Florida right now, so we do have a better weather than you guys um, down here. We have a little bit, just more a bit, options. just, just, just a little bit, not, not, <laughs> Hey, I'm from Colorado. I get it. Um, (laughs) You you have different grass down there too. (laughs) Yes. No, but we have a lot of ranges that that are open at night, but a a lot of them have some kind of club. They have the women's club on Tuesday nights, come and get half price um, wine and hit a couple balls. Like a lot of them have that kind of atmosphere or that club that you can be a part of. So just like go check it out is usually what I suggest. Now, now, do you, uh, I'm curious now, um, you know, I feel like ladies starting out, women starting out, um, you know, maybe they would feel uncomfortable going to, to a course that's predominantly male or something like that. I mean, I could see like your value being uh, a woman caddy, just like, do they, do they often pair you with, with, uh, with ladies on the course um, just to, to make their time more comfortable? You know, I don't know if they request you or not, but you know, I can see your value being there. Cause I don't, when, when I was caddying, it was all boy, it was yeah. all boys. And I mean, um, and this is 20 years ago, um, but you know, do they, do they try to pair you with other ladies or, you know, does it just kind of mix bag or luck of the draw kind of thing? Um, I, well, I will say I am the only female caddy at Sawgrass right now. Um, at awesome. Harvard, I was one of four or five, depending on the time of year. And 
no, they will not go out of their way to pair me with ladies, especially because I really don't think there's a lot of ladies groups. Um, it okay. along once in a while, but it's not, you know, a big deal. Um, at Harbortown, a couple times there were um, a, a group of ladies and they saw me before I even got paired with them. And they're like, oh my gosh, can we get the girl caddy? Can we get the girl caddy? And then my caddy master's like, yeah, that's totally fine. And then it's a good thing. And then they're, they're comfortable because they don't have this random little kid you know, caddying for them or like this random old guy and they have the, you know, the girl caddy. So I do, I do like caddying for the women and it doesn't happen very often, but I do enjoy it. Is that what they call you? The girl caddy? The girl caddy. Yeah. The girl caddy. The girl caddy. He has a name, people. And it's caddy on TikTok all day long. That's, that's my hashtag. Girl caddy. I love that. That's awesome. That's got to be a point of pride for you, being the only only girl caddy at, at uh, TPC Zargoth. That's so cool. I was pretty shocked I, when I found out, but um, yeah, I know it's always revolving. People get hired and people go on and stuff like that. But as of right now, I am the only girl. That's cool. I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity, you know, <laughs> it's like, that's so cool. I, I mean, I don't know how, how much behind the scenes you want to go in, but it's like we, I'm now I'm going forward in time um now can you walk us through a day of being like a caddy like what what do you you wake up go through that stuff yeah so um right now for sawgrass um I caddy on the weekends because I work nine to five at the PGA tour hmm. um and on Friday afternoon is when I find out what time I have to be at the course and most of the time it's like mid afternoon. So probably like between 12 to one. And so in the morning, I'll go work out in the morning. I just have to get some kind of like exercise in, um, kind of do my morning routine. And then I'll head to the course. We usually get there an hour before your tea time. That way you're ready to set up. If there's any changes in groups, you can go as needed. That way there's always caddies there. Um, but you pretty much have a tea time. It's not like the traditional, you sit there all day and you hope you get a group. That's, that's what Tim and I were used to. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I most days didn't get out. Yeah, I didn't get out most of the yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I only started, like did it for one uh, summer, lost a guy's head cover and he yelled at me and I never went back. <laughs> yeah, it was. You were lucky at Ledgemont. We were lucky to like be four caddies. Like they would give us our putters and then they would give us a $10 tip at the end. And I was like, what? what? Like, I just walked four hours with you and you gave me 10 bucks. Like, this is all. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Times have definitely changed, but I mean, yeah, this was, I'm 31 now. So this was literally 17 years ago. So gosh, yeah, no, it is very nice. They have like an actual setup. The caddy master gives you a tea time and you show up. And if there's changes like last week, I was going to four caddy on the stadium course. And then literally five minutes before he was like, just kidding. You're going on the Valley course for caddying and I was like okay whatever ended up being one of the best caddy rounds of my entire career so that's great works out that way um but then so I loop and finish the round there is a minimum recommended gratuity for either a four caddy or walking caddy so you're not going to get like a ten dollar tip and then say goodbye um so you, they will settle up with you there most of the time it's cash sometimes they'll do Venmo which I like and then mm -hmm. um and then that's it. Like you go home, you don't have to clean the cart. Like you're you're good to go. You show up, you do your loop and you leave. Wow. Now, which one do you like better, Ellie? Do you like more of the four caddying or do you kind of enjoy like, I mean, obviously I'm sure you don't like lugging around an enormous bag for mm -hmm. four hours, but 
do you which one do you which one would you kind of prefer doing on like mostly if you were just if you're just doing it on the weekends like you are now do you prefer doing the four caddying or do you prefer doing the full caddying um money aside like if if I was getting this paid the same for both I would still pick the four caddy because mm. um I'm walking a little bit more I'm a little bit more flexible and I get to talk to all of the people in the group and I don't just get stuck with one and most of the time when the when you get stuck with one it's a good situation and they're not you know rude to you whatever but it is nice to mix it up and you're the only caddy you kind of get to control the group whereas if there's three caddies for three guys I'm still I'm not really competing but like I'm still there with two other caddies and as a girl I feel like I don't get to control as much just that's just me but if I'm a four caddy I know the course and they can't argue with me so like I'm in charge. Um, so I do like four caddying, but with money, I do get paid more for caddying than I do walking caddy. So it is nice all around to get a four caddy group. Be- besides your uh, blue tea, white tea, no, I just want to play the first whole story. Do you have any, do you have any like memorable moments, funny moments, bad moments that, you know, that come off right off the top of your head that, uh, that we'd like to know, because I'm, I'm, di- I'm sure you have so many stories of like, good people to caddy for bad people hilarious stories just give me give me something um I got hit one time I was on 15 (laughs) harbor town and four guys and everybody's like how'd you get hit where were you not looking and I was like listen so all four guys hit their tee shots and they were all fine and so I'm like I'm starting to walk one guy hits a, a second one without telling me and I didn't know because you know his ball was fine I don't know why he didn't hit a second one hits a second one line drive to the shin oh no (laughs) boniest part (laughs) I'm like do you get the same reaction (laughs) yes I'm like maybe 100 yards up to the right like off to the right but I go down and I'm like sobbing thank god the cart lady was right there she saw it happen she was like, oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, no. And um, she called the caddy master and this kid, he was maybe like 19 and he just, he kind of was like, oh, sorry. And then like laughed. So like, I don't think he, he laughed. Yeah. I don't think he realized that it hit me so hard. Oh God. Um, Caddy master picked me up and I was like, hey guys, like there's no way I can walk the next three holes. Like, I'm sorry. They paid me pretty well. Thank goodness. And then my caddy master took me to the urgent care. I was about to say, like, he, those guys should have paid for the freaking urgent care bill. Too. I know, I know. So that's a good one. I mean, I, it, it wasn't enjoyable, but it's a good story. Um, yeah, so. Must have left oh. a huge bruise. I can't imagine. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> oh, that's huge tomato. I'm sure you get that same sound out of everyone you tell that story to, because we all made the same sound. We went, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Just, the way you told that line drives straight to the shin. Oh, you could just feel it, visualize it. Oh, good story. Good story. <laughs> I had um, <laughs> I had this one group and they were rowdy, like drinking, having a grand old time. I think it was a bachelor party. Like they were just having a grand old time. And we get to the back nine at Harbor Town and they are gone. Like they're just, you know, having a great time, but they, they can't see the golf ball. Like we're what not waste. again. Oh, it is, what, what it is. What it's all the time. I know I hate it, but this guy, this one guy, I was like, you know what? Why don't I just line up the putt? Because he was still asking for reads, and I would tell him, but he couldn't figure out, you know, how far out right he was aiming. Blah blah. blah. 
So I take the ball and I line it up for him. And I'm not even joking. He made the next like eight in a row. And he was freaking out. He was like, Ellie's lining up my putts and she knows exactly what she's doing. And like, I'm the best putter in the world. And I was like, oh my gosh, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah sure dude you're the best putter in the world That's <laughs> yeah. I don't even think the last time I played Harbortown I think I literally had one beer on the front and one beer on the back and that's like I I don't know why but like I just feel like it's a I feel like at Sawgrass too I wouldn't even drink like I, honestly like if I'm paying $900 well that's not true no I, that's not true but I feel like if you're paying that much and then you get hammered like mm-hmm. you just miss out on like one of the best experiences that you could have I know. I act, I almost had to ask a guy to leave on 13 at Harbor Town because he was so trashed. Oh. He was a single paired with three amazing guys. And those three amazing guys, like poor, poor people, because they got paired with this rando and he was awful. I think he drank nine before the turn. Really a beer a hole. Oh, you can't go nine. This is not baseball. You can't by nine. himself. Like it wasn't like he was with his buddies. Like he was by himself. He, he must have been going through it because that, that's, that's pretty concerning. <laughs> Very concerning. <laughs> but how did he make it through? Now I need to hear how he made it through. Or was it just like, I mean, he was, he, oh, this is funny. Because he was just such an, he was, is the best way to describe it is he had like the biggest short man syndrome ever. Mm, there uh, we go. Was like way over the top and just like had this massive energy, but it was also very negative and like, a couple of bad comments to me as well. And I was just like, not going to deal with it. And the other guys, like, thank goodness, they kind of said something and they were sticking up for me. They were like, Hey, like, you know, ignore him. We'll try to get him off. If you need to call the caddy master, get him kicked out, whatever. And I was like, if we're almost done, like, you know, he paid for the round. Let's just get through it. And we get a terrible golfer, by the way, like, Oh my God, terrible. And we get to 18 and he tops his drive. Like, and it doesn't even leave the tee box. Like, it's just like, it just dribbles a couple feet in front of him. And he turns around, shakes the guy's hands, shakes my hand, reaches into his pocket, hands me a hundred dollars, I think, or something like that. And he's like, that's it. How It was a great day. I'm leaving. And we're all like, <laughs> what are you doing? And he's like, I can't, I, I'm leaving. I, I can't do it anymore. I'm going to finish like this. I'm just going to walk home he's going that way anyway why not just finish the whole like yeah 18 is actually really far from the clubhouse if you didn't know yeah. i don't know how you're gonna it's so that. far away the, the, the pga tour players literally take carts because they yeah. oh, I didn't know. it's like it's like a good quarter of a mile walk it is like yeah that. and it was just so awkward and i just had to tell him like hey don't don't leave like at least finish the round and it yeah. was it was really embarrassing but yeah did he sure actually, you guys were did he finish or did he did he leave I think he just like I don't think he actually hit another ball. I think he just stayed in his car Walk. and walked in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's pretty wild. Now, would you rather at least at Harbor Town? Did you rather have guys in the cart or would you rather have them with the push carts and like walking with you? Because um, we always, I always walk back forth because it's car yeah. path only, and I'm like, why, why would you even take a car? Yeah. So Sawgrass is the same way; it's car path only. Um, but I, if like if you're talking to me and you're like, Hey, I'm playing sawgrass. What should I do? I always recommend walking. Like, of course you need to see the golf course. Um, but as a caddy, I don't really care as long as 
like they're pretty cool because if they're not, then I'm walking with them. When they're in a car, it's like my my getaway. Like I can leave you alone yeah. for the next two minutes while I'm in the trees. But if if you have a push cart, like you're stuck with me. So or I'm stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. I like that answer. Have you ever, ever caddy for any celebrities? Um no. I have not caddied for any celebrities. I caddied for one NFL player, played for the Broncos. He was a tight end. I was like fangirling the whole time because I'm a Broncos fan. But um, I've I was three groups away from caddying for um, Trevor Lawrence last weekend. Oh, so that didn't work out for me. He was like three groups behind me. I was like, well, shoot. Um, <laughs> a couple of groups away from caddying for Patrick Mahomes. Like they're out there, and you just it's a luck of the draw, and you just show up, and that's what it is. So, yeah. At Harbortown one time, Gareth Bale had played like the day before and everyone was just like freaking out. And they were like, <laughs> Gareth Bale and all of his friends were here. And apparently he was like the nicest dude in the world and like gave a bunch of cash and everything like that. But I was like, nice. I had to be like, wait, who's who's Gareth Bale again? And they're like the soccer player. I'm like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, no, I he's really him. famous. <laughs> I, like, I, um, I worked at sandpiper golf course in santa barbara california um it's right on the water it's really really pretty very very nice place to live and ton of celebrities came out there but i worked in the shop so i i met them but i never mm. like a cat they don't have caddies but um that's my only experience of um celebrities on the golf course though so. <laughs> do you wear caddy bibs yeah uh, so we wear bibs during the summer with with like the tie and it goes down to your like your thigh and then you wear the jumpsuit um in the fall in the winter and then everybody's obsessed with the masters and so after the masters they switch the bibs so we just switched the bibs last weekend which one do you prefer i mean i'm guessing like right now you're like bib all day but like when it's even when it's a little colder outside like does the jumpsuit then come in handy or is it just like give me the Uh, bib i well the jumpsuit's way too big on me they refuse to make my size um (laughs) I'm wearing like a men's jumpsuit and it looks ridiculous and it's just a pain like it doesn't help that it's gonna it's not gonna make keep me warm it, I just look dumpy in it but um I do like the bibs a lot more and and so with that I mean um I'm, I'm sure you figured figured out the rangefinder by now <laughs> since your first thing uh, do you bring that around with you as well I just like- yeah so I have my own rangefinder oh my gosh I forgot my rangefinder my first day caddying at sawgrass which happened to be the first day, you know, I got the hole in one. So like, yeah. and so I was so embarrassed and I went up to the caddy master and I was like, I forgot the, like literally the only thing I had to bring today besides my tennis shoes was my range finder. And I was like, I'm such an amateur. I promise I used to caddy and thank goodness they had an extra one. They usually have an extra one on hand, but yes, I have my own. Um, and it does have meters on it so I can switch it if people need it. There we go. Have you ever done that accidentally before? Because let me tell you, I have done it and I didn't know how to switch it back and I was distraught. Yeah. Yeah, no. And then you have to do math. That's the worst because it's like 10%. The math never maths either. either. Like it never, it does not math. (laughs) Yeah, no. But yeah, you have to know how to fix it. (laughs) That's hysterical. So what's your, what's your game like now? Um, you know, being, you know, out of college golf and, you know, caddying and, you know, do you find time to, to play, you know, get out there and play, you know, yourself? Uh, I mean, you're always on the golf course, you're working at the PGA and you're caddying, but, you know, do you ever find time for yourself to have a little you time on the course? Tim, you're putting me on the spot here. 
<laughs> don't worry he was he his his famous question is do you have any holes in one but you already answered that so, there you so go. This, he has to put you on the spot on this one i do have a hole in one but i was yeah i was the caddy yes that's true that's the first one, yeah. one we've ever had on yeah. the bus this is yes. the second one the second one because nick had a hole yes the second okay. or no the third actually yeah one of our former guests landon had one at tpc sawgrass at the set i think it was which, oh, that, that would be full seven? cycle if that was who she was caddying for. That, <laughs> that would have been unreal. That's sick. Oh, but Landon's like 20. And <laughs> I think, Ellie, you said it was an older guy, wasn't it? No, he was a younger guy. He was like 32. Ah, okay. Well, Landon's like 20. So, <laughs> so it wasn't. That oh, okay. would have been, <laughs> been really cool. Um, golf game. Um, I don't play nearly as much as I'd like to. And everybody says that once they get a full-time job and, you know, if I wasn't caddying on the weekends, maybe I would have time to play golf, but pretty much right now, my skill level is on the range. And so like, and that's my outlet. If I need some time to myself, I would, I just go to the range and hit balls, kind of put my headphones in and just like tune everybody out and you know, put my phone out, like whatever. I just like, that's my outlet. So that's my practice. I don't really get to show it on the golf course. I haven't played in a while. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm a washed I, up two athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Got to start running marathons now. There's something. No, I don't know. No, isn't, that, no. isn't that what we will not be running marathons? It's so that the thing. I'm just kidding. If you've ever no. run, congratulations. No. Out on that one. No, I'm definitely. I ran a five. Uh, I, def- I ran a five k. I ran the Plaid Nation five k, and I was like, I'm never doing this again. Like this is. <laughs> oh, I definitely relate to the uh, one of my one of the most therapeutic things in in my world is going to the range, putting your headphones in, just like you said, tuning people out. It yeah. is just the most relaxing hour you can spend, uh, at, at least in my opinion. So I, I- can definitely relate to that. I love it. And there's this new, it's not new, but I just moved here. So it's new for me, but there's this range down the street and they're open until I think like nine 30 or 10, they have top tracer. It's just on a mat. It's only one level. So it's not, you know, like the top golf it's, it's pretty grungy. Like it's not nice at all, but they have, um, the, the old time coins where you like go and get your own bucket and it comes out, but they have like a cute little bar out there too. And the, I think I got like a high noon the other day for like $3 and a bucket of balls for 10 wow. and wow. headphones in. And I had a high noon and, and I un- under the lights really by myself. Yeah. Under the lights. It was awesome. That's that is a oh perfect like, self, oh. self care night. Right. right? Like yeah. one, to two, like if you have two great, if you have one great, like one to two drinks mm-hmm. balls for an hour. God. Yeah, it was so good. Some it people hit they, 70 they, degrees they do bubble baths. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people are like, I'm going to watch a movie or like, you know, I want to be outside. I want to, and it's not a workout, but you're like moving. So it's, yeah. it's you're nice. moving your arms more than, than you would have yeah. if you weren't. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and it's, and it's hot here. So I don't want to go during the day, mm. especially during the summer. It's going to get really hot. So like during, when I was in Hilton Head, I just tried, I, if I was going to go practice, it was going to be at like 7am because it was so dang hot. But now that when the sun goes down and I have the lights up, like it's, it's, it's perfect. Have you ever played at a, a course with light under the lights? I've, yes. I, I've always that wanted. That is my favorite. If I am rich one day, I want to build one for myself. 
and right. like and sell it and like have a cute bar and have the lights up and make this even if it's just a nine hole par three course i think that'd be so fun it's it's just like there's something about it and it's like mm-hmm. especially if, if you live where, where it gets real hot in the day it's it just makes sense i feel like yeah. i mean a lot here it's um it's it just not doesn't make sense or it's in like a residential neighborhood and no one wants it but mm-hmm. um, i've always wanted to brendan just recently did when he was over over uh overseas so um yeah yeah good. i did a little part three course in dubai which was sick and then i did one in orlando too which was nice. awesome. super fun yeah i love them i think it's a great yeah. idea. i would uh, love to you, do like the full 18 under it but it's just like it was so freaking expensive i was like i don't think i can i don't like i'd rather play like the nice course during the day than play like the decent course but it's really cool that you're under the lights but i was like i'll take i'll take this one instead <laughs> yeah ellie this golf course that you are uh going to make um uh, this par three under the lights tournament golf course whatever you want to do please tell me do you have a name picked out for it do you have something in mind what would you name this golf course <laughs> i don't know you really put me on the spot there that's what i do it's putting people on the spot tonight i love <laughs> it this is great I don't know. It'd have to be the, like, if, I'd probably keep it open during the day, obviously. So like during the winter and the fall, they can play during the daytime and not just a specific nighttime, but sure. I don't know. You have to figure it out. Just make sure it's not one that's like, there's a golf course already named it because that gets confusing. Uh, we have like mm-hmm. three Meadowbrooks here and it, you tell someone you're playing Meadowbrook, you can't find them. You're at the wrong course or something. That's terrible. And I had two that. Brook Meadows. <laughs> we have three Meadow yeah, Brooks. Like, two brook what the hell's going on here? What? Lack of creativity. I'd rather yeah. them call it like the junkyard or something. Like just something random. Anything. I like that. See, I like that one. Junkyard. Bad junkyard. Golf. Golf. People don't forget it. Like they're like, oh, I'm going to the junkyard. Yeah, it doesn't have to be this elegant. Honestly, that's thing. a great name. Yeah. for. A, that's a great name for like a, a for the driving range that you were talking about. Like 10 bucks the ball, 10 bucks a ball, 10 yep. bucks for a bucket of balls. Three dollar high noon. You gotta yeah, have like that's some junkyard stuff right junkyard, there. <laughs> junkyard cars out that you gotta aim at in the range. That's, yep. that's ideal. Brian, stop giving our business ideas away. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll wrap it up here. <laughs> we'll talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk offline. <laughs> oh shoot, oh, man. Tim, you want to do? Uh, you want to do our rapid fires? You got it, uh, Ellie. We got some these. These aren't like, I guess we're putting you on the spot one more, two more, three more times. Um, yes. All right. <laughs> That's kind of our MO. It's at least fine. I think we uh, sent our yeah. list of questions and we probably yeah. haven't asked too many. We of asked them. like three of them. <laughs> we were good. We were good. Okay. okay. Um, all right. So Ellie, uh, I want you to pretend. I want you to, uh, to picture yourself stranded on an island. You're going to be stranded on this island for one year. You mm-hmm. have un limited golf balls whatever golf ball you hit you can hit those you have a humongous pile that keeps replenishing but you can only bring one club to this island uh-huh. which club are you going to bring seven iron oh right off the bat and that one. was that was quick that was quick favorite That's club like or your deserted island club <laughs> like is both? it like both? Both? okay yeah i, I can i mean i can hit it really far and it's it well i can hit it really well and it's like it's one, it goes 150. So it's easy to add up. So if I hit two of them, it's going to be 300. And then it's easier to kind of hit around the greens if you're going to do like a little bump and run. And I feel like I would be fine to putt with. Mm. I like that. 
So you I have like good, that, right? course, good course management. I never even thought. I'm a caddy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you're just like trying to keep it straight. Trying to keep. I'm just trying to hit it way too far. And then <laughs> that's why I'm as bad as I am. I need a better caddy, I guess. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, all right. Uh, I want you to look in your backyard. Uh, I'm not sure if you have a backyard, but pretend you have a massive backyard. In okay. this backyard is a golf hole. This golf hole is going to be any golf hole you've ever played or a golf hole you've seen on TV. What is the most picturesque golf course that you would want as your backyard hole? You get to play it over and over again. It could be any hole. Say it's 17 at TPC Resorts. It comes with all the scenery, all mm -hmm. the accoutrements of this different hole. Which hole would you want as your backyard hole? 14 at Harbor Town. Wow. Brendan, you just became you just Brendan smiling. <laughs> My favorite hole, because I love eighteen. But it's like she remembered. I mean, yeah, like, and I don't want to say that it's you know I don't want to say the given answer like seventeen or eighteen, the seventeen at Sawgrass or eighteen at Harbor Town. Of course, yes, they have that picturesque and like that ambiance of like the really cool hole, and but fourteen is like it's like the best hole that I've ever played ever caddied for. I love the look of it. And I don't, it doesn't matter where the pin's at. Like I could play it a million times. I, I love that hole. My, I have a very funny story about that. hole. Well, I have two funny stories. Number one, I've hit in the house at that 14th hole. Uh, yeah, over. happens a lot. Mo more than once. <laughs> the guy came out one time, but not happy with me. <laughs> well, they're, they're all renters. So it wasn't the owner. You'll be fine. Yeah, but it was so funny. I was like, whoops. Um, so there is the tiny, tiny little bunker behind, mm -hmm. like right there on 14, that mm -hmm. sometimes, like, I feel like they switch it like every three or four years where they either make it a bunker or they put it back to just like grass or they remake it a bunker. But my mother hits it into that bunker every single time. And my mom is the worst sand player that I've no. ever seen in my life. And she just finds it every time. Oh. And then she just hits it right into the water. Every single yeah. time we play that. Yeah. It's like hard to get on the green. Like it's, that, that's a hard shot. One time she was literally trying Monroe to go slander. like sideways <laughs> to like get to the back of the green. And it still went into the water. Oh <laughs> like, man. Your poor mother. Everything oh. gets you, yeah. Brendan. Everything you're no, the issue. No, I, I hit the house <laughs> instead. Come on. No, I don't hit it into that bunker. I just can't hit. talk ill of your mother. <laughs> I'm not talking ill. I'm telling the truth. There's a difference. <laughs> telling the truth. Love you, mom. She does listen. Anyway. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But yeah, no, I, I, I think um, I actually really do like 13 as well. Like, I just love that it's, you just have, um, like kind of it's it even though it's not just a Pete Dye thing, but you have the massive bunker with the plate with the uh with that's the an Alice the Dye thing. Yeah. That's an Alice Dye thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. I yeah. love that. I don't uh, like in that bunker though. I hate that bunker. Well, seven at Heron Point, it's the same exact thing, but it's just a par three instead of a par four. And I'm just like, yeah. I, I I've hit it into that bunker a couple times at Heron Point, and I'm just like, I hate my life right now like mm -hmm. why did I hit a 50 degree wedge when I knew I had to hit my pitch oh, oh man that's funny all oh. right which one do we which one do you want to do last is that it 
Brian, are we allowed to do the pie and the cake? Yeah, go for it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm scared. Go, Tim. It's it's uh, a ridiculous Ellie, this is question. gonna you're you're not gonna this is gonna be very weird. You may hang up immediately, but it's okay. <laughs> it's nothing to do with golf. It's a it's a very interesting question. Okay. This is it's an original question. Uh, do you think a cake would be more offended to be called a pie, or would a pie be more offended to be called a cake? A cake be more offended to be called a pie. <laughs> mm, I agree. No, I agree. If it's like a a beautiful big wedding cake or something like that. You have to, can't be a pie. Can't be a pie. I agree. I agree. Pie those... is the most pie may be more American. So... Pie is apple pie, the greatest thing. Yeah, but all the pies are the same shape. Uh, cakes they got different tiers, and you can like a cake boss. They made a whole show out of it. Buddy, I swear <laughs> to God, if boss. I ever hear the word like pie, boss. Oh. pie boss, Brendan is the pie boss, clearly. <laughs> I would be. No, no. Dan, Dan is the pie boss. Yeah, true. <laughs> Dan is the pie boss. Agreed. I swear, if I ever hear, like, I am so happy that that show is gone because if I ever had to hear the word fondant, fondant. ever again, oh which is literally just freaking paste. Like it's literally just food paste, like edible paste. Like he put, he put fondant doing? on the map. Buddy put fondant on the map for sure. Buddy, this yeah. is why we don't ask the question. Sorry, Ellie. <laughs> no, we then we bring <laughs> up cheesecake. <laughs> then we bring up cheesecake, forgot, and it just goes down. I forgot people because, were still here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. Good. Anyway. Well, <laughs> any questions for us, Ellie? Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot, actually. Right. <laughs> yeah, this was our therapist. Is there any food? Is there any yeah. food-related questions? Because we're all into those right now. Wait, okay, I actually have one, and you have one answer. Mm. I'll go first. That way, you have time to think. What okay. is the all-time best food slash snack on the golf course? Mm. Mine is a very warm and mushy rice krispie treat. Wow. Oh. I guess that gets get your blood sugar back. I always have it on like 13 or 14 for some sugar to like get through. And then when I play, I usually have it at the turn and then on the back nine as well. But it's just, it's so good. It's been in the sun and it's like warm and it's it's delicious. I always wondered what that pocket was for on the caddy viv. It's for rice. You know, I'm I'm fully stocked. (laughs) Horse. That's a rice crispy pocket. I used to put goldfish in that pocket. It was the best. There you go. (laughs) in a bag or out of the bag? Do you just put it? Oh, out of the bag. In a little baggie. In a little baggie. <laughs> you get a, you, you take it out of the plastic. Like Napoleon and his tater tot. Thing. Yeah. Oh my god! Imagine if you just had if you had rogue goldfish in there. That would be. <laughs> I need I need a caddy to now have rogue goldfish in there. I'm sure Chuck. I'm sure that wouldn't be the first thing. I'm sure that's out there somewhere. I don't know Chuck, but just his name. I think he's got rogue goldfish. In his Imagine throat. Chuck with rogue goldfish. <laughs> Chuck, no shot. No shot. Chuck probably doesn't even need on the golf course. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't eaten he all week. He's just <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need it. I love that. Uh, who's got all the right, next food? guy? Do you want to go or Tim? Do you do you have yours ready to go or do you want should uh should I go? I'm gonna yep. say a good. Go ahead, Bray. No, 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 no. You you got it. I'm gonna say a good old fashioned, nice little six packages of uh, peanut butter crackers. There's nothing better nice. than a good peanut. You know, either whether it's the the brand is Austin or Pepperidge Farm, whatever it is, a nice <laughs> quick quick package of uh, 
six delicious peanut butter crackers. Just pop those in, suck it down with some water, and then boom, you're ready for the back nine. Nice. There you go. That's a good one. But you definitely need water. Need water. It's dry. Very dry. Yeah, very dry. It's not my favorite, but I, I, I realized that the only good setting for the um the green uh the green bars the nature valley bars the ones mm-hmm. that just as shatter when you open up the package i mm-hmm. realized that a golf course is the only appropriate setting to eat that without mm-hmm. uh having to vacuum afterwards or or mm-hmm. just like, get it all over the place um it's not my favorite but i think my go-to and it's it's probably like another just like a blood blood sugar level thing is i always like a snickers at the turn like i like oh, getting a snickers the cold snickers. one yeah yeah you, you can't carry it around in the bag like you got to mm-hmm. get it at the turn <laughs> or, you, gotta, you gotta like stuff it you have yeah. to eat it real quick that's that becomes just soup but yeah yeah nice cold snickers i think is my go-to um it's good stuff brian i will ruin your life right now though i was um my first summer catting i bought a big costco box of nature valley bars mm. and i was on 16 one day opened it up and there was a worm inside. Ooh. I haven't had one since. That was my caddy snack, like for years. Oh, sorry for bringing it up. Yeah, no. ruined your life. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So there's now there's just no good setting for it. This yeah. is all <laughs> smearing the name of Nature Valley. It's like no, no, nothing's good comes out of it. You can put it into like a a, a yogurt thing. You can put it into like Chobani, and that yeah, that's that becomes really about it. for sure. I mean, it was like, yeah. Brandon, what about you? What's yours? Uh, I am going to go back to the old, old faithful, uh, because don't say rogue goldfish. Don't say rogue gold. I'm not going to say rogue goldfish, but I am going to say goldfish. I am going to say they used to sell the classic original goldfish. Oh, I am. Yeah. Original. Well, original is weird because the original goldfish aren't really the original ones. Like cheddar was the original flavor. And Mm. then they came out with original and it's like, those are just like plain crackers and they're kind of weird. Yeah, not a fan. I agree. Not a fan. But <laughs> so you have your goldfish and you have a Michelob Ultra. No, you only have allowed to have one. I'm nice. Like, breaking he's always Michelob. breaking the rules. Yeah. <laughs> I always so, break. Oh, so I three, usually make the rules. So three, I can then, three balls I can then off the tea. The three balls off the tea and only yeah. one snack. <laughs> You're very strict. <laughs> This is this is 17 at Sawgrass. This is not eight. I play 18 at Harbor Town, where where the wor- world is my oyster. I can just do whatever I want. <laughs> oh man! But I I will go. Okay, so no Michel- no Michelob Ultra then, just the snack. I will go. I will go Goldfish because there's just something about them. They're just they're they're the snack that smiles back when I'm having a ba- if I hit a bad tee shot on hole 10, I can just look down and be like, oh, adorable. <laughs> you, know, you could probably use it as a ball mark too. That would be a good ball mark. That would be sick. That would be sick. Nice. Um, Happy Gilmore's caddy would eat it for sure. Yes. Yes. That would be funny. <laughs> would be or the funny. birds. Birds will come and snap it. Uh, True. Yeah. Luckily, not too many. Luckily, Hilton Head's pretty good that they don't have the fox squirrels. Like when you get over the freaking bridge and you go play Hilton Head National or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And there's just those disgusting disgusting trash pandas oh. <laughs> yeah i saw um a uh, raccoon at sawgrass the other day running down the nice. like where in the world did he come from in the mo- like during the day literally during the day run down the that's trail. yeah they're nocturnal so that's not good <laughs> like, this is so weird. they like ran into the bush and the guy was like what was that i was like i think it was a raccoon it's wild 
we've got some crazy wildlife though like i've seen snakes everywhere it's it's terrifying the snakes the snakes are bad but the i hate when people call alligators spicy water geckos because they're freaking dinosaurs and they deserve to be extinct but you know that's my personal opinion some people love the alligators i just i despise them the one that used to live on hole eight at Mm -hmm. harbor town that was like 300 years old and like 14 mm-hmm. freaking feet was just the scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, like he's, that. he's up there. I hate it when people call him spicy water geckos. I don't think I, I've ever heard that. <laughs> I, I've good. never heard it either. I've never I've heard never, that. That's a mouthful. I've never even heard that either. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not good. They're, they're, they're dinosaurs and they're horrible. And I, I hate them with a passion. They actually take them out of sawgrass. We have two. One at yeah. Dice and one at um, Stadium. And they're very small. So, mm. like, we'll have them. Mm. <laughs> you, that's a different story. Surprise, surprise. They do that at Wexford and Hilton Head, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That would make sense at Wexford. That's the only place where they take the gators. Mm-hmm. Sea pines, it's just like, yeah, just don't bring your dog. Just just oh. no dogs in the water. I'm like, okay, we'll mm-hmm. go to the beach. And then all of a sudden, you see a gator at the beach. And I'm like, no, now we're done. Now we're just done. But, yeah. But anyways, I don't want to get off track anymore. Ellie, thank you so much for joining. We really, really appreciate it. Um, everyone yes. needs to go follow her. All of her Instagram social medias. I believe it's just Ellie B. Carlson, right? Or is yep. it? Ellie B as in boy Carlson. E-L-L-Y is how you spell Ellie. Instagram and TikTok. Great. Hashtag. Uh, caddy girl. girl. Caddy. caddy girl. girl. Hashtag girl caddy and caddy girl. Gotta go. You gotta go follow because boy, some of the. Some of the stuff she posts, like I, I laugh every single time that I watch anything. There's plenty of more caddy stories, so follow me for more caddy stories. That's for sure. Great. Well, we really appreciate it, Ellie. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. It was so nice to meet you. All.